Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Now, I know what you may be thinking, you've read the title and you've seen John Wick Chapter 4 and you're thinking, Kieran, why are you talking about this movie again? All, right, all you've talked about for the last week or so is John Wick. Well, guess what? I'm still talking about it, okay? This time, though, I'm going to talk about the IMAX version of the film. So yesterday, at least at the time of recording... I went into Birmingham, I shouldn't reveal where I'm from, but uh, too late now, um, I went into Birmingham to watch John Wick Chapter 4 at the IMAX, the Cineworld Broad Street IMAX, you know, stalk me if you want, basically because it was cheaper, okay, a normal IMAX ticket, let's play guess the price, you know, you look at normal cinemas, my local, if you want to go see it in iSense, which is like semi- IMAX, but it's not quite the full IMAX experience. It's just oh, high quality, good sound, whatever. It's exactly the same experience. It's just a bit more high quality. But when you think about it, iSense is kind of a f scam because when you go to the cinema, you should always be watching something in the best quality. It's like you don't go to the cinema to watch something in DVD quality. You want it in the 4K. You want it in really nice, high pristine crystal dynamic clear picture whatever you don't want to just have to pay extra on top for that experience you know so yeah i can go into a whole rant about that but i'm not going to anyway if you want to go see john wick chapter 4 opening day if you want to go see an eye sense it was 21 pounds that's obscene that is stupid i've got to pay for that as well being a limitless member i don't have to pay the full price thank god but it's still three pounds which is three pounds i say no to because it's just ridiculous anyway IMAX is usually about the same, it's about 20 quid a ticket, which is just ridiculous. But because this film has been released at arguably a bad time, considering March has been a huge month and we've had big blockbusters released every single weekend, so IMAX presentations of these films only really last a week. First week it was Creed 3, the second week it was Scream 6, and then it was Shazam, I don't know why, but Shazam Fury of the Gods, that was next. And then John Wick Chapter 4 has had it for the last week. That's all it's getting. So by the time I upload this review, you won't have the option to watch it in IMAX, which is a shame because I would strongly recommend trying to watch it in IMAX. So if you've got any way of watching it, do it because it's just so f good in IMAX. It's unbelievable. But anyway, the ticket was only £7.99, which is very, very good for an IMAX screening. Spent a couple of quid to get the bus in as well. So all in all, I only spent about 12 quid getting there, getting the ticket and getting back. That is excluding food, but the fact that I've spent 12 quid to go and watch a film in IMAX, whereas I could pay 21 quid to watch it in iSense, or £18 to watch it normally, which is also obscene, but we're not talking about that, okay? We're talking about IMAX John Wick Chapter 4. This may be the loudest experience I've ever had at the cinema, and I saw Dunkirk in IMAX, I saw Tenet in IMAX, basically any Christopher Nolan film is guaranteed to be loud in IMAX. And normal. I mean, watch Tenet at home. That's honestly one of the funniest experiences you could ever have because it's just so f***ing loud. But John Wick Chapter 4 takes the crown, okay? It really does because if you've seen it, okay, I don't know whether to make this a spoiler review or not. I'm going to try and steer clear of spoilers as best I can. I'm not going to reveal anything story-wise about, like, the end of the film or anything like that that is a crucial spoiler. I will just say, like, brief little details, like when John Wick throws a guy into a car, he goes flying through the air, and then he turns around and just shoots him in the head while he's in the f***ing air. Amazing, okay? So, things like that, you notice it more... <laughs> You notice it more in IMAX because the screen is huge, okay? That's really the big selling point of IMAX. It's the screen size and it's the audio. 
And even though this film, for those that are wondering, it hasn't been shot for IMAX. It's not been shot with IMAX cameras. It has been optimized for IMAX though, so they have made adjustments to kind of enhance it, even though it's not been specifically made for IMAX, like Tenet or any Christopher Nolan film. Yeah, he's the king of IMAX. Okay, he really is. So Oppenheimer, when that comes out. That's another concern I have actually, because You've got Oppenheimer and Barbie releasing on the same day, so one of them is going to take the IMAX screens, unless they split them evenly, but I'm sure there are people that are going to want to watch Barbie and IMAX. I don't know why, but Barbie, IMAX 3D, imagine that. Jesus Christ. But you've also got Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, which opens a week before, I believe. So Oppenheimer has been shot specifically for IMAX with IMAX cameras. It's Christopher Nolan. He's going to push the boundaries because... I believe that IMAX cinemas can only actually screen 2 hours and 45, I want to say 5 minutes of footage in IMAX before things start to go a bit wrong. But I think that's film, that's not digital because Avengers Endgame was 3 hours long and that was digital so that was fine. The closest it has been though was Interstellar which was 2 hours 48 I want to say. And Christopher Nolan really, really pushed it with that film. So I've got no doubt that he's going to try and change the game again with Oppenheimer but... Dead Reckoning Part 1, 14th of July, Oppenheimer, 21st of July. That means you've only got a week to watch what could be the second best action film of the year, or the first, depending on if it's better than John Wick Chapter 4, which I... Look, I don't know. I don't know if it will, because there was a moment in this film... I need to go back to the f movie. There was a moment towards the end. If you've seen it, then you'll know what I'm talking about when I say staircase, but there was a moment during that scene when I just kind of transcended the astral plane in IMAX and I was thinking this is the greatest action film I've ever seen like it really is up there as being at least one of the best if not the genuine greatest action film I've ever seen partly due to the experience in IMAX but also because it's just a kick-ass movie the fact that you've only had a week to watch it in IMAX where I would say it is the optimized place to watch a film like this and I wasn't sure at first because I knew that it wasn't filmed for IMAX and I'm a bit picky because when you go to watch something in IMAX because the screen is so big if it has only been shot in almost a letterbox fashion so the 16 by 9 aspect ratio you are gonna have two big black chunks at the top and bottom of your screen in IMAX and that's not exactly great because you want it to fill the whole screen. That is part of the selling point. And a lot of movies that screen in IMAX have usually been partially filmed for IMAX, but John Wick hasn't. But that being said, the optimization, okay? This was a really impressive optimized screening of it because right from that opening, if you've seen it, you know, but I'm going to mention Punch, okay? John Wick is punching a wooden block with some bloodied rope tied around it. And the force of that punch, I mean, it shook me in normal. Okay, it shook me in any normal screening I've been to. And I've seen it four, I've, I've seen it four times totally. I've seen it three times normal, one time IMAX at the time of recording. And every single time it has been like, oh my God, like that is quite scary. So much so, the people that came in late, a little bit late anyway, uh, just as the film started, Lionsgate logo comes up, people come in, trying to sit next to me. Thinking, come on it's an empty cinema almost there was only like a dozen of us in there and luckily they did move okay they did move but then again that's kind of annoying because they came in sat down and then about 20 seconds later got back up and walked out again just to go and sit further back it's like dude stop distracting me from john wick because the opening is so powerful they jumped right they were not expecting it to be that loud and that abrupt that opening neither was i okay trust me neither was i but John Wick punching the board, whatever it is called, that is one of the loudest noises known to man. I'm not even joking. The rest of the film, though, when bullets are flying, cars are screeching, bodies are falling, hitting the floor, getting chucked off buildings and sh 
that is some of the loudest stuff I've ever heard too. The best way I can describe this movie in IMAX is it was the closest experience I've ever had to being in a war zone. I'm pretty sure you could say the same unless you're listening to this while in Afghanistan or Ukraine. I hope not. <laughs> I hope you're safe. But still, it is so ridiculous because imagine you are on a battlefield lying down. You're strapped. No, I'll tell you what, you're strapped to a chair which is on top of a base amp, which is dialed all the way up to 11, which is in the middle of a battlefield, and there's airplanes taking off and jet engines exploding all around you. That is but a mere fraction of the volume levels experienced during John Wick Chapter 4 in IMAX. I'm not even joking. When the club scene happens, the... <laughs> Hell, the base is so powerful, your whole body is just vibrating. It is insane. When Blood Code by La Castlevania starts playing, you feel it, okay? You feel it in your bones. I imagine if you're deaf, you cannot hear things, so you have to listen out for vibrations, which I think is fascinating. And that is a very accurate representation of how I felt during this film. Your head back in the chair, your legs touching the bottom of your seat too and your arms in the armrest and you are just vibrating the entire time you are in the club with them you are having a great time it's a little bit terrifying and maybe some people are going to think oh it's too loud turn it down it's hurting my ears because yeah maybe i was a little bit worried at the start i was going to be deaf because when he's riding through the desert on a horse and the galloping okay the it's just shaking the cinema it's loud it's amazing though it is truly breathtaking to experience a movie like this in an atmosphere like this because yeah you can watch it in a normal cinema screen and it's still fantastic you can watch it at home and it's still fantastic put your headphones on stick some surround sound sound bars all around the place that'd be great okay fantastic but still being in an imax experience there is just something a little bit more special about it and it was an absolute riot it was a blast from start to finish the film itself, it did feel even better than before, and I already thought it was fantastic, but in IMAX, especially towards the end, when everything just goes off, because I mean, look, again, I could overlook the Osaka sequence, the club sequence, in favour of that final hour, which is just ridiculously action-packed, and possibly the greatest hour in cinema that I've ever seen, but the Osaka sequence, when it's a brawl, a massive shootout, and he's using nunchucks, and he's shoving people through glass. I'm telling you, when the glass smashes in this movie, it feels like somebody is genuinely taking a hammer to a pane of glass or a window behind you, behind your ears, and it's smashing so hard, you're getting shards of glass shatter into your face because it is so f***ing loud. It is so incredible. And when he's using a shotgun, when Mr. Nobody's using a shotgun too, it's like, it's like it's blowing straight past you because you could literally feel the vibrations cause a massive whoosh of air go by the side of your head. Okay, going across your temples, that's how loud it was. The sound waves are radiating from the cinema. It is insane. It's mental, but God damn it, it's incredible. It's an absolute stick of dynamite that just blows up again and again and again for almost three hours. And my God, does it make you want to go back for even more? Like, if it was still showing for another week or so in IMAX, I would genuinely be tempted to go and watch it again. But unfortunately, it's not. It's not having a massive, like, 10 week run that Top Gun Maverick had or Avatar 2 had. But believe me when I say, and I've seen quite a few movies in IMAX, I've seen things from the likes of. Mission Impossible Fallout to 
Blade Runner 2049 to Ready Player One, Spider-Verse, Bohemian Rhapsody, Deadpool 2, Avengers, Infinity War and Endgame, Top Gun, Avatar, Apocalypse Now, Dune. I mean, yeah, Dune. Everybody was raving about Dune in IMAX. It was massive, huge scale, fantastic. But that movie was only partially filmed for IMAX. So when the aspect ratio was chopping and changing every single time a character went into a room or outside of it, it was just a bit annoying for me personally. But with a film like John Wick Chapter 4, because none of it has been filmed in IMAX, I think it actually works in its favour because it isn't constantly changing. Whereas if as soon as an action scene started and different cameras were used, it would enhance the aspect ratio and it would go into that full IMAX. I feel like that would have been a bit more distracting, but because it is, look, it's still filling at least 95% of the screen. It's only two little black bars above and below the screen that you don't even really notice because at the bottom, you've got the, the chair in front of you that's kind of obscuring that, which is fine. And at the top, it's too high up to even bother looking anyway, because you're going to be cricking your neck if you're sat in an IMAX screen trying to look at the very top of it. Because just for reference as well, there was one really funny moment when somebody went out to the bathroom and it was during the scene, again, I don't want to say because of spoilers, but somebody has a knife in their hand. And as the person walked out, they were tiny in comparison to the size of the knife <laughs> that was on screen. It was so funny to watch because, yeah, when you walk into an IMAX screen, if you've ever been, the screen is still massive. OK, you still feel like wow, this is quite big. And then when you're watching it, you're still thinking, yeah, okay, it's a big screen, sure. You know, it's a bit gimmicky, but eh, it's not really that special. But then it's only when somebody either walks past it to go to the bathroom or the very next day or, you know, soon after you go to a normal cinema. Like I've just been today, I went to watch a film at my local cinema. And as soon as I sat down, I was thinking, oh, that is a small screen, isn't it? <laughs> it's so tiny. It's like the entire room is smaller than the screen size in the IMAX environment. That's how damn big it is. So look, the bigger the better for multiple reasons, one of which being the IMAX screen, second being the sound levels, and the third being my enjoyment for this goddamn movie because it is really special, absolutely breathtaking. Like I said as well, you do notice more things this time around, especially if you've seen it before because, you know, there are so many deaths in this movie, there's got to be at least 150 that you can't keep track of because everything is happening all at once, like the Arctic triumph scene oh my god it is stunning it's so good but because there are so many people dying you need to watch it at least twice just to catch more deaths and this time around i definitely noticed that such as the person getting hit by a car and john wick shooting them in the head whilst they're flying through the air but it is also so funny seeing john wick double tap enemies that have just been crushed to death by a car it's like, better safe than sorry, I'm just going to shoot them in the head anyway. Or he's just absolutely demolished somebody with a pair of nunchucks, and then he's going to shoot them in the head for good measure anyway, because he doesn't want them getting back up. And then in the club scene, when everybody's just dancing, and he's massacring people with an axe, with a knife, with everything, with his fists, with his feet, with the walls made of waterfalls, it's crazy, but everybody's just like, you know, having a great time, just raving, dancing. It's hilarious, and seeing that in IMAX, you do notice it. If somebody points it out to you, and then you go back and watch it, you're thinking, okay, that's pretty funny. But yeah, this film is just, honestly, one of the greatest action films of all time. Even the ending looked so much better in IMAX. I don't know why, because when I was watching it normally, I thought it looked a little bit flat. I thought it was a little bit green screeny, but watching it in IMAX, I think it was actually shot on location. 
I'm not actually sure, but a lot of this film is, and it really shows because the gorgeous visuals and the design of everything. The set decoration may be minimal at times because they've just used a cathedral in Paris or the Louvre or somewhere in Berlin, but the fact that they've still been able to carefully choose what they want each backdrop to look like and the locations and the scenery and every single detail of the frame they've really maximized its potential on a scale that has been ever increasing since the very first John Wick film. So yeah, that's pretty much where I want to leave it. Just go and watch John Wick Chapter 4 if you haven't already. Go and watch it as close to IMAX as you can. Maybe iSense, maybe 4DX, but honestly, you don't need to watch this movie in 4DX because the way that the IMAX was so loud, it was making you feel as though you're being shot and punched and you're feeling every single attack. That is something that you experience in 4D, okay? You feel the punches in your back from the seat that you're sitting in, but you don't need that because IMAX gives you that and so much more. It's really, really impressive. I'm absolutely blown away by it because I was apprehensive, right? I wasn't sure how good it would actually be in IMAX because it's easy to say, oh, they've just turned the volume up. They haven't. They've done so much more than simply turn the volume up. But even if they had just done that, I would have been satisfied because think of it as though you are literally surrounded by massive speakers and you've got headphones on. You've turned every single thing up to the max and you press play, your body will just be vibrating for the entire time, but that is the experience that you pay for, and I'm very, very glad I did. I would pay jolly good money to have that experience again at my own accord, okay? So one day, I'm gonna have a personal IMAX screen, and I'm only gonna show John Wick Chapter 4, maybe a few other films too, now that I've thought about it, but no, just John Wick, because, oh my God, it was really special. So with that, yeah. Keanu Reeves in IMAX, even better than before. I love how I haven't even mentioned any of the actors, but go and listen to my reviews for John Wick chapters 1 to 4, and the spoiler review that I've done for 4, and I hope you've enjoyed this one. It's been a little bit different. I think the only other movie that I've done an IMAX review for was Top Gun Maverick, because, yeah, that was really great too, but this is just going to stick in my memory for a very, very long time. The opening especially and the club sequence are just two of the greatest experiences you could possibly have at the cinema thanks to the IMAX enhancements. So until next time, I've been Kieran. This has been John Wick Chapter 4 in IMAX. Let me know if you managed to get to see it in IMAX. I really hope you have. But if not, let me know what you think about the film anyway. And until next time, I think this may be the last John Wick review that I do for a while because I don't know if they're going to do a fifth one. They are talking about it though. We are going to have a spin-off next year. Okay, we've actually got two. We've got the Continental three-part series coming out on Peacock later in the year, I think September time. And we've also got Ballerina, which is a spin-off featuring Anna de Armas. And Keanu Reeves is going to cameo, or a glorified cameo at least, as John Wick in that film, which is coming out in spring or summer. 2024. So until then, I've unfortunately got to stop talking about John Wick, which pains me, but either way, I've had a great time talking about him for the last week or so. I hope you've enjoyed listening to me talk about him too, and so with that, I've been Kieran, and I shall speak to you in the very next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. <laughs>